You are listening to the Lima Community Church Podcast. The following was recorded at Lima Community Church of the Nazarene in Lima, Ohio. Well, we're going to start this morning by hearing from a very famous theologian, Winnie the Pooh. I have a picture of Eeyore on the screen. Um, that, that wasn't Eeyore. Here's Eeyore. <laughs> no. All right, there's Eeyore. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do feel like Eeyore. I do sometimes. Eeyore walks along a stream and he looks down and he says, Pathetic. Look at you, Eeyore. You're pathetic. He walks down the stream and he crosses over it and then he looks at it again and he says, you're still pathetic. I thought a different angle would help. It doesn't. You're pathetic. About that time, Winnie the Pooh comes by and he says, good morning, Eeyore. Eeyore says, I doubt it. If you say so, but I don't think so, I think it's a pathetic day. Eeyore. You ever feel like Eeyore? I do sometimes. I do. And you know, I introduced this message this way because um, there there are some people right now that feel a little Eeyore-ish. You're going through a tough time. And uh, I'm not making light of it. Some of you are going through a tough time. And I want you to know that even as you go through tough times, you are not alone. (laughs) You are not alone. We're going to look at one of the greatest prayers in the Bible today. But I want you to know that that, uh, even if you feel like Eeyore, there's something here for you. You know, the Apostle Paul was in a tight spot. And uh, in in fact, uh, let me just read it to you. 2 Corinthians uh, 1, verse 8, he says, We don't want you to be uninformed about the troubles we experienced in Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. We despaired of life itself. Do you hear that? I mean, that's depressed. We despaired of life itself. Indeed, he said, we received the sentence of death. But, he says, this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God who raised the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us again. And he will deliver you again. We're going to look at this very famous prayer out of Ephesians that Paul prays for them, that we pray for you, that I hope you pray for yourself and your family and one another. It it reads like this. For this reason... I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Now, anytime it says, for this reason, you got to know what the reason was. Just look back two verses in Ephesians 3.12. It says, in him and through faith in him, we may approach, approach God with freedom and confidence. So he says, for this reason, the reason being we can approach God with freedom and confidence. 
I kneel before the Father. And he prays this. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. I pray that out of his glorious riches, Paul doesn't want us to forget the fact that God is not broke and that God is not stingy. That he has glorious riches and he wants to strengthen us. A pastor once prayed, do not pray for easy lives. Pray to be a stronger person. Do not pray for tasks equal to your powers. Pray for powers equal to your task. He said, pray for power. And the Holy Spirit is all about power. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Continuing, so that Christ might dwell, may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, let's just take this a little bit, dwell, that Christ might dwell, not visit you on Sunday morning for an hour, not be with you, uh, you know, a couple days a week, but that he would take up residence in your life and dwell in you through faith. And then he says, I pray that you being rooted. Um, a couple years ago, Debbie and I um, made a trip um, to the Northwest. Let me show you a couple pictures. Here's one. That's one tree. Can you believe that? That's a giant redwood. Here's another picture. Here's, here she is amongst a couple more. Here's the next picture. Now, now, what's interesting about a redwood forest, and they're not as numerous as they used to be. We over-harvested them. But what's interesting about these redwoods, a tree has roots, and most trees send their roots really deep. Not these redwoods. They go down just a little bit, and then they go out. And so these redwood forests, um, the roots become a patchwork of roots from dozens and scores of trees as the roots overlap one another and latch on to one another. They don't go deep. They, they just go six, eight feet underground, and then they, they, they become this this. This pattern of, of linking arms and linking roots. You never see, even though the redwood forests are within two to five miles inland, that's all the farther inland they go in Northern California, you never see a single redwood lying down because it got blown down in a terrible storm. And there are terrible storms on that coast. No, you never see it because their roots help them. They, they, they are dependent upon one another. They are rooted. Oh, this is wonderful for this passage. This is what we're saying, those of you who are about to be baptized. You're saying, I'm a member of the body of Christ. I'm not just driving roots deep all by myself. I am part of this body, and my roots get crossed up in the roots of others, and none of us are going down. It's a wonderful thing. 
pray that you be rooted and established in love. Listen, listen, it's all about love. It really is. It's all about love. He continues, that you may have power together with the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. That you may have power, he says. You know, the the Greek word there for power is dunamis. It's the word that we we get dynamite from, or dynamic, it's it's the same word. That you might have dynamite. (laughs) You might have power. There was a Texan who bought 100 acres of land and tried to eke out an existence. And it wasn't good land for crops. And mostly, he, he just scraped by and, and got by a little bit for about 30 years with a little help and a little government assistance. Finally, one day, um, a geologist came to his property and said, do you mind if we just check your property to see if there's any oil on it? He said, knock yourself out. And so they dug a well, and they found one well that would deliver 8,000 barrels a day of oil. And they, dug, they dug several others and found that when they got done digging all the wells, that it produced 125,000 barrels a day. The guy was a multi-gazillionaire. But for 30 years, he nearly starved to death. He had resources that he didn't know he had. You know what? As believers, we have power that we often don't use. We have power that we often forget all about. We have power. He says that you might grasp how wide and long and high and deep, how wide is the love of Christ. I want you to think, kids, kids, think, think with me. Think about the person you like the least. Now, I know you like everybody, but there's somebody you like not quite as much as everybody. How about you adults? Think of the person who voted the exact opposite of you this last election. Think of the person who has the exact opposite opinion on vaccinations and and masks that you do. Do you know what? God loves that person as much as he loves you. God's crazy about that person. His love is wide. And he wants our love to be wide. His love is long. I think that means he loves us for the long haul. He's not going to give up on us. The Psalms often say he loves with an enduring love. Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. His love is long. His love is high. In other words, his love surpasses anything that we've ever experienced. How true is that? 
No one loves us the way God loves us. His love is high. It says in Isaiah, as high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are your ways above our ways and your thoughts above our thoughts. His love is high. His love is deep. His love reaches into the deepest part of us. And his love continues to reach even when we try to hide even when we think that he'll become disgusted if he sees what's really down there. His love continues its depth finding until he knows us and he finds us as we really are. His love is wide, it's long, it's high, it's deep. He wants us to know that love. And he says, we can't grasp that by ourselves. That's why he said, I pray that you would be strengthened with power in your inner being so that you can grasp how wide and high and long and deep is the love of Christ. It's not a natural love. It's something otherworldly. Paul is praying not that we would know that God loves us, but that we would know God's love. And there's a difference. You know God loves you, right? But do you know God's love? Do you, do you hear the difference? I, you know what? I, when I'm really thirsty, it's been a hot last week, right? It's been hot. And when I'm hot and I'm thirsty, I, I, I don't need an understanding of a cold glass of water. I need a cold glass of water. And you need God's love. You need to know his love. He continues, and to know this love, to know it, that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, there's, there's a little play here that you may know this love that surpasses knowledge. That, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense in our language. And the reason is we don't have as many words available to us that the Greeks did. In, in, in the Greek language, these are different words, but we don't have the words, so we translate both of them know and knowledge. But the first word here, that you might know, it, it really means that you might intimately know, that you might know him experientially. It's the same word that's used when it's talking about um, marital uh, intimacy, and Adam knew his wife. It's, it's intimacy that you might know him. That you might know this love that surpasses knowledge. Surpasses information. That you might know it. That you might experience it. And that you might be filled with the full measure of the fullness of God. He concludes by saying, now to him who is able... <laughs> to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. He is able. Yes, he is. 
He is able. He is able to save us. He is able to to help us when we're tempted. He is able to deliver us from trouble. He is able to heal us. He is able to build us up. He is able to go beyond our expectations. He is able to keep us from falling. He is able to go beyond our imaginings. He is able. He's able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. You know, most of us overestimate what God can do through us in a year. And at the same time, vastly underestimate what God can do through us in 25 or 30 years. Two weeks ago, Debbie and I went to Youngstown, Ohio to celebrate 25 years of the church we planted there. And I remembered that uh, the first... uh, six months or a year of the church, when somebody visited it, we had a team of people that would visit those who visited with a, with a little gift. We gave them a, a coffee mug, and in the coffee mug was a little spruce tree or a little evergreen tree, and, and a little card that says, if you don't have a home church, we invite you to plant your roots in, in us, in, in, in our church. Well, you know, if you planted that And we came back a year later, it would go from here to here. But after 25 years, it's more than 25 feet tall now. He's able to do immeasurably more. And he is looking at each of us. He's looking for available people. People who will see him as he knows himself to be. And make ourselves available to him. A little girl turned to her mom on the way home from church. She said, Mommy, I'm a little confused about what I heard today. And the mother said, well, what about? What were you confused about? And the little girl said, well, we learned today that God is bigger than we are. Is that true? Mom said, well, yeah, that's true. And then the little girl said, but then we learned that He wants to live inside of us. Is that true? She says, well, yeah, that's that's true. Little girl was silent for a moment. She's thinking. Finally, she says, well, if God's bigger than us and he lives in us, I guess he's going to have to show through. He'll show through us. Mom said, that's right, honey. And he will. And he does. My Father in heaven, I pray. That we would know you as you know yourself to be. And that you would do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine through us. For your glory, I pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about our church, visit limacommunitychurch.com.